That was the one thing I did like. Did you guys like anything that you got out of out of yesterday's delivery? No. No. <laughs> it just he did the same thing he always does and does the same thing every every politician, not every, most politicians do. They they say what people want to hear, what they, people want to talk about, but they never go into detail about how they're going to fix it yep. or, or what's what's actually the details are going on. They just hit on the high level stuff to make them all you know look better because they hit on it um, and resonate with their own audience. It's just it's not good, man. Yep. But so yeah, I'm not. I always try to be an optimist, but you know, honestly, when you get into the the substance of the speech. There, there's, there was no there, substance. There's, yeah, there's there's nothing that I can say. Wow, well, you know, this is a big issue, and, and he, he he took it head on. And yeah, maybe I should look at the other side of this situation. I, I really got none of that throughout his whole speech. Okay, let's give up on trying to give him an attaboy, <laughs> and let's shift gears and let's talk about let let's just kind of go through and pick some of the the different areas apart. Thanks everyone for joining us for today's episode of the Capitalist Investor. You got Mark, Derek, and Luke all here today. What's up? What's going on, Mark? How you doing? I'm good. So I, I want to start off by letting all of our listeners know that we heard what they were asking for. We listened mm-hmm. and we answered. <laughs> and what I mean by that is we are now recording these on Wednesdays for immediate release the following day on Thursdays. Got to give the people what they want. Got it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I thought we always did a great show, but by the time... Our listeners had access to it. It was a week old, right? You gotta be, you, rele- you gotta be relevant, especially gotta, in, especially in this environment we live in right oh my now. God, things changing every single like minute. Seems like new things come out, right? I mean, I'm on Twitter, like you know, with the whole situation that's going on over Europe and you know Ukraine and Russia. Literally every minute, it seems like Twitter feed just like new new information pops up. So yeah. you gotta be relevant, man. Yeah, I mean, things are changing very very rapidly right now, very rapidly. With that in mind, with us being fresh, let's talk about the State of the Union. I thought we always were fresh. Mark. We're fresh, but it's it's <laughs> we're we're no longer fresh a week later. There we go. Obviously, uh, President Biden delivered his State of the Union uh, speech last night. Why don't we start off by grading it? Let's start there. <laughs> Luke, you're up first. Grade his speech. The material or how he I presented just, it. Give me everything. A, give me a comprehensive grade. I'm gonna go C minus. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say C minus. <laughs> C minus it is. Three for three. Yeah, there we go. I, honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying this. I'm going to give the guy a benefit of the doubt. He spoke better than I expected. Now, granted, my expectations were very, very low. Yeah. But I think he presented it much better than a lot of people thought. So I disagree with that. To me, he sounded drunk. He was slurring his words, like those little transition words in between the big words. <laughs> well, that's the fastest he's ever spoke, man. He's never spoken that fast in oh his life. Oh, my God. Like, all the words were just slurring together. And, I mean, when he referred, I don't know if he was referring to Americans or Ukrainians as Uranians or Iranians. I don't know what the heck he said. But I mean, that was obviously a major gaffe, and there were there were several throughout the thing. But you know, all in all, no one's perfect. I did, you know, I, I but, did. but you can't forget the Americans. <laughs> that those are the people you represent, and you cannot forget the Ukrainians because, like, how do you? So, I want to give the the dude a free pass, but I'm finding it hard with that blunder. Yeah. So, Luke, I, I was I, I kind of agree with you both. Like, at times, 
he spoke like a normal person, but there's also, you know, two minute clip out there of all the, the blunders and the slurred, <laughs> as I slur my speech, <laughs> slurred speech. <laughs> Expectation is the key word. Yeah. You, you don't see anything like this ever in our lifetime from any president <laughs> at the State of the yeah. Union not being able to get all their words out. The thing yeah. that really like upset me f- from the beginning and the end is he's like smiling, think it's like this this like event where he's like a c- celebrity there. Like I mean, I get it, he's president of the United States, but he's there smiling, shaking hands with. I, I, these situations, especially like the State of the Union address, is supposed to be something where it's like hoorah, patriotism, like. Let's get behind America, make it like you know better. Um, the whole Ukrainian situation, Russia situation, <laughs> like it's not funny, dude. What's going on, like right now? It's not funny mm-hmm. at all. So I, it kind of just pissed me off. It irked me the wrong way. Let me tell you one of the things I think Joe Biden did the best, and then we can just pick apart all the <laughs> all, all the issues. So the one thing I liked best about his delivery last night was I cannot stand the the standing and clapping. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. It bugs me. It it just it, it's a waste of time, in my opinion. Yeah. You can sit and clap and and wrap up your clapping very quickly so that he can continue talking. The one thing I liked about what he did yesterday is he started to overtalk the clapping yep. to get the clapping to to stop. Thank you for doing <laughs> that because I, I really wanted to hear what he had to say. I don't care about you know the right and then the left standing yeah. up and cl- it's stupid. It's 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 like uh it's like a Broadway show. There's no value add. Yeah. No value like, there's add. There's no value add to the clapping. So like they only do it for the media attention like to get act like, you know, they're reported on a couple hours later. Oh, look at this guy. He clapped. He's standing and, for and what I, Biden said. Like they're doing it for votes. It's all it's so stupid how politics work. Yep. Yep. And I I think they want to call attention to the the things they support. Right. That's why they'll stand up. It's mm-hmm. like, man, you're this is the State mm-hmm. of the Union address and you're you're playing politics while you're sitting there. Yeah. That was the one thing I did like. Did you guys like anything that you got out of out of yesterday's mm-hmm. delivery? No. No. <laughs> it just he did the same thing he always does and does the same thing every every politician. Not every most politicians do. They they say what people want to hear, what they, people want to talk about, but they never go into detail about how they're going to fix it or, yep. or what's what's actually the details are going on. They just hit on the high level stuff to make them all you know look better because they hit on it um, and resonate with their own audience. It's just it's not good, man. Yep. But so yeah, I'm not. I always try to be an optimist, but you know, honestly, when you get into the the substance of the speech. There, there was no there, substance. There, yeah, there's there's nothing that I can say. Wow, well, he, you know, this is a big issue, and and he 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 took it head on, and yeah, maybe I should look at the other side of this situation. I, I really got none of that throughout his whole speech. Okay, let's give up on trying to give him an attaboy, <laughs> and let's shift gears, and let's talk about let let's just kind of go through and pick some of the the different areas apart. So the first thing I want to bring up is, of course, he took a victory lap. And I knew that was going to happen. That's the last thing I wanted to see happen. The one thing I wanted to hear from President Biden was this. I screwed up. I'm sorry. Dude, be accountable. Be responsible for the mess you've contributed to. And just accept some responsibility. Like, I would have had some respect for him mm-hmm. if he would have looked at us all you know, into the camera and said, I'm not perfect. I made a lot of mistakes. I made some mistakes. I'm sorry. Here's what we're going to do going forward. Like, that's what I wanted to hear. I didn't get that. That's what leaders do. Yes. I mean, that's, they take credit. They, they fall on the sword. Yep. 
I was just watching, uh, you know, the Captain America. I, I'm bringing this up. I don't know why, but because two days ago I was watching the original Captain America back like the first one was made 2011. You know, the, the, one of the first seas, scenes is um, Captain America jumping on a grenade. Like he's the, you know, biggest, baddest guy there. Yep. And he jumped on a grenade for everybody. Like that's what leaders do. Even yeah. when you got power, like you, you, you take credit for the good and the bad. Yep. Exactly. So one of the things he took credit for, and I want your guys' take on this, is he basically said, we are better today than we were a year ago. And it sounded to me like he was taking a victory lap, like, man, look at how much better I've made the, the country. Other than COVID essentially running its course and infecting everybody who could have been infected— it infected everyone who could have been infected. Even the vaccinated. Yep. Despite us shutting people's lives down for two years. So COVID, it ran its course. Despite COVID essentially being something that we are now just moving past because we know it's going to be here forever. How, how are things better today than they were a year ago? Or is that the only thing that's better is COVID is not as, as relevant. Yeah, what what can you point to that's better nothing. now? <laughs> like there, COVID, there's that's nothing. There's nothing there. I mean, I mean, uh, the problem he is he didn't he didn't cure it. He didn't beat it. It <clears throat> did exactly what we all said was going to happen two years ago. Like everything that's natural been, immunity will eventually herd immunity, right? Mm-hmm. It'll eventually kick in. Well, like you said, everything that's better than it was a year ago has something to the opposite side that doesn't make it benefit. Like it's not not good. Like COVID, yeah, it's it's basically gone away, but it's infected everybody. Wages. Yeah, they've grown like six or seven percent. People are making more money, but inflation's at seven or eight percent. So people are actually losing money. So all the pros are offset by a con. Yeah, <laughs> so all all everything. Yep. I I call it. You know, I tweeted this out yesterday. I call it Bidenomics. He's claiming victory for everything that he didn't do, and he's ignoring all the things that he did do. But that's what <clears throat> that's my that's my, again my problem with so many of these leaders in quotation marks. I know people who are listening can't see this. <laughs> quotation mark leaders do that all the time. Yep. And, and the people that don't do that, I think, are the ones that really separate themselves and are the people that most people respect. I have so much more respect for people who are just honest. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, we all make mistakes. We, we know that the president can make mistakes, too. We're all just people. Just man. admit it. Like it's a, the psychological effect of admitting your shortcomings, admitting your failures and, and manning up and just, you know, dealing with it. Like that's people like you. Yeah. Like that would have boosted his abysmal approval rating. Yep. You know, it's like when it's like uh, if we pick a wrong stock or something and someone calls us out on it. I mean, we, we, we have two options. We can get defensive and yep. pretend like it wasn't our fault or we can say. We, we screwed the pooch on this I one. I saw you do that right? like yesterday. I wanted yeah. someone on your Twitter account, Lily. Yes. Yeah. Called, called you out. One of your picks out of the hundreds of good ones, they pick one you know, that, that's bad and they come after you for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. how people are. Yeah, exactly. But you got to man up. You got to own your mistakes. Yep. You got to own them. You got to deal with them head on. Yep. All right. So we all agree that there's really nothing better than a year ago other than COVID going away on its own. Joe Biden did not <laughs> control that. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is I feel like, again, back to the victory lap thing, President Biden, basically, he was, I feel like he was communicating that America's the tough guy and, and we came down tough on Russia and we're working with allies to come down tough on them and, and crush them for the next several years. 
And that's not what I've seen happening. What I've seen happening is I've seen Europe cracking down on Russia and then we tiptoe in after. Yeah. And then we're we still- are the lead. We are not the leader. We are a follower. So we're not the tough guy at all. We're just like, oh, okay. So, so you guys uh, went forward with this sanction and he didn't nuke you. All right, we'll do it now. Yep. It's, it's actually weak yep. and cowardly. Absolutely. And, and I think it's, it's hard to watch, you know, it's hard to watch what's really going on over there. And then people putting, you know, the Ukrainian flag in their Twitter profile, like that's going to do anything yeah. while, while these people are, you know, getting shelled. No, all you want to do something, you become uh what, what's his name? Vlad Klitschkoff or Vitaly, right? right. Those two mm-hmm. former boxers. Right. Dude, they went over there with guns. They had asses. Yeah. They're ready. And or President Zelensky, Zelensky who's mm-hmm. willing to die for his country. And Luke, I know you tweeted something. Uh, we really need someone in office soon that can unite both sides as strong as possible. That's how we make America the strongest as possible. Someone that can lead without an agenda and bias, wishful thinking. Like, could you imagine having a president who would die for the country? Literally. Not here like, in America. Die for it. <laughs> Not here in America because, and I will say this, because the only way you get elected and make it through the whole process here in America is if you resonate with only one side and you yeah. get the whole side behind you. Yep. So the problem is, it, it, it's a little bit of, of a problem about the process we have here. I mean, it, nothing's perfect. Yeah. You, you can't have a perfect process. Um but, you know, I think Zelensky, and I'm just speaking from what kind of my back thoughts. I don't know how the Ukrainian people thought when they voted Zelensky in or something. But Zelensky kind of, you know, I think resonated with everybody in Ukraine. And over here in America, I don't see how that's very possible happening anytime soon. But that's what we need, man. We need somebody that's able to unite both sides, get that patriotic American vibe back that we I, yeah. that, that I read about. Because in my lifetime, I'd never seen it. Yep. That, that's, that's really what bothers me. The most, well, maybe not the most. There's a lot of things that bother me. But one of the things that really, really gets me about the speech last night, you know, the, the calls for unity, like look at what they have done, the, the Joe Biden and his administration over the last 12 months. You, you even look back like three, four or five weeks ago, right? When they're doing SNL skits about uh, Joe Rogan doing, uh, you know, taking horse dewormer, right? When <laughs> two weeks after that, the Queen, Queen of England is taking that drug uh, for, for, for COVID. Uh, I, I can't come up with the name of Ivermectin. the drug. Yes, that's the one. Yep. Vaccine mandates, you know, calling for people to be fo- fired from their job because they w- wouldn't be vaccinated. It's a, hey, you need to do exactly what we say when we say it, or we're going to try to destroy you. That's what I've seen over the last 12 months. I, I don't know if you guys have, have seen differently, but that's not exactly the, the way to, to call for unity, in, in my opinion. No, we've been very divisive. Right. It's been a very, very divisive administration. That's a perfect word for it. And, you know, when, when you have that, it, you're, you're not going to garner support for fighting for, for democracy overseas. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be a very divided uh, situation again. And that's, and that's, it's a very complicated situation, right? We just can't say, Hey, Russia, that's bad. Let's go over and, you know, send our, send our our troops over there. Yeah. You know, and I I think we had to flex our muscles a little bit. mm -hmm. I mean, when you're dealing with a bully, 
you don't deal, you know, sitting back and relaxing, don't doing anything. You mm-hmm. you hit him straight on, you hit him in the face. And and because we tiptoed our way into sanctions, had we just hit him with all these sanctions on day one, mm-hmm. he may have stopped where he was at. Yep. And maybe he would have just taken eastern Ukraine. Yep. He wouldn't have moved in on Kiev and all their other big cities. He wouldn't be firing missiles at schools. Yep. Man, Completely man. correct. Like that, Completely correct. You could have frozen his assets on day one. You could have done all of that. Yeah. You knew. You know the guy's a maniac. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. No. If he walks away from this now, Russia's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They no, no, no one will respect them ever again. Yep. He's dead. Now his legacy is... He tried to flex his muscle. He lost. His tail is between his legs. He's done. So, so he's, not, he's not leaving. From, 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 he will not let up. From my understanding, it could be his own people now turning against him that could do the job you know, and, and, and overthrow the administration. Well, they're getting there. screwed. There, there's going to be runs on the bank if there weren't already. You know, their internet's going to get hacked. I heard the, uh, the anonymous group yeah. was mm-hmm. ready to go out and like shut all their – like, man. Yeah. And I heard protesting over there. So these people who are thousands of people don't even care anymore. So it's it's his own people now that are just completely going against him. You know, I think that's making Putin, his ego, he's got a big ego, which really scares me. Like if his own people are going against him, everyone's going against him. Like, you know, we got to fight a bully face on. That's that's really what it comes down to. Because if we don't, he could get bigger and bigger and do worse things. (laughs) Like Ralphie in a Christmas story. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he beat that bully down hard, <laughs> dropping F-bombs and all that or whatever he was saying, right? <laughs> Swearing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So two things I want to hit on here. That I think the two biggest concerns for American citizens right now are number one, inflation, number two, energy, right? And, and we can talk energy independence in that section. So inflation. What did we hear from President Biden yesterday on inflation? That he's going to make inflation worse. <laughs> yes, yes. But he thinks he's making it better. Because he's going to bring all production back to the United States. He wants to raise everyone's wages, which is inflationary. Mm-hmm. And costs will, companies' costs will go down. Bidenomics. How do, that's, that's impossible. Yeah. That's impossible. I mean, I, I looked up the, the minimum wage in Vietnam. And I don't, you know, we don't need to say all the work that's being done is in Vietnam, right? So let, let's put this in context. Context, but the minimum wage in Vietnam is less than two hundred dollars a month, a month, right? I mean, man, if you go up to to a minimum wage of of fifteen dollars an hour, I think that comes out to thirty grand a year. Yeah, that's, that's twenty five hundred a month. That's almost so, two hundred bucks a day. Yeah, so we are talking over ten times the difference in in wages. That's absolutely insane. Yep. Absolutely insane. So, look, I would love for everything to be made right here in America. I think it'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But if everything's made here in America, you're going to pay more for it. It's and inflation is going to skyrocket, man, because, you know, when you have a sweater being made in Indonesia for $2 that you sell for $100, mm-hmm. let's remember, for those of you who aren't, you know, accounting gurus, mm-hmm. If it costs you two bucks to make a sweater and you sell it for a hundred, you're not making $98. There's other costs. Mm-hmm. Your profit margin might still only be 10 bucks, right? And I think that's, that's something that people need to realize as, we, as we're talking about money coming in and money going out. But I just, I find it incredible that 
Joe Biden, you know, higher wages, higher rents, build back better. All this stuff is inflationary. And he's just he, he thinks the solution to inflation is actually not to fight inflation, but to pay people more money. Yeah. Child, which is inflation he said, itself. He said child tax credit, raise that more, raise the minimum wage, which mm-hmm. I get it. You know, most people are making 15 bucks an hour. Like that, raise the minimum wage at this point because of all we've seen over the past couple of years with inflationary wage growth and things like that. 15 bucks an hour really would only raise probably a couple of people's wages. You know, I mean, most people get a pay cut, <laughs> you know, going back down to 15 bucks an hour because I mean, most, most states are paying 12, 13 bucks an hour right now. You know what I mean? So I don't think that would be huge right now at this point to raise it to 15. If we raise it to 20, it would be, but the child tax care credit, the build back better, the inf- infrastructure he was talking about, you know, you know, all this money's pumping into there. That's now what we have to worry about because he is spending all of this money still. Yeah. And he said from the beginning, I think he literally said, uh, what, like six, seven months ago, that spending money would make inflation better. Like he said that like six months ago. Literally yep, that, yeah, that, that exact back line. Yep. That build, yep. back, build back better would make inflation uh, lessen or, or better off. Again, that's what I call Bidenomics. He, he's never taken economics, of course. I, I, he's I also never run a business. <laughs> yes. And that, that was very apparent. Yes. You know, he wanted to, what, he, he went back to his tax the rich Mm-hmm. agenda, right? Pay, the rich need to pay their fair share. We need to build this country from the ground up or bottom up. I don't remember exactly how he said it. And look, I'm all for lower income people making more money. Yeah. I'm all for middle America making more money. But your your skill set and your compensation need to be aligned. Right. We can't be overpaying for a skillless position. That's not good. Yeah. Because like Let's use like uh, like a landscaping company as an example, right? The the guys who are cutting your grass might be getting paid eleven dollars an hour. Yep. Now the landscaper has to pay them all fifteen dollars an hour minimum. Yeah. Okay. So now rather than it costing you let's say forty dollars a week to have your grass cut, now it's fifty dollars a week. Like that, guys, that is what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. But but, but let's use Amazon as an example. This is the reason why what I was saying about the fifteen dollar minimum wage. Amazon literally rose the wage floor by themselves. Yeah. Like they rose it their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. So if you're not making 15 bucks an hour, you can go over to Amazon essentially and get a job. 15 bucks an hour. So, so all private companies are the ones creating the wage floor. They are. And and I just heard Target's going to be at $24 an yeah. hour with by maybe 2024 20, or 2025. See, this is my theory, man. I'm going to go I'm going to go into it real quick. I'm going to say it. I don't know if there should be a minimum wage because here's my theory is if the free market's capitalism is able to work properly, the wage floor naturally is going to grow up, go up even quicker. Because if, if you can tell a company, this is the minimum you have to pay, this is the lowest you have to pay somebody, they will. And they'll, they'll go with the other companies. Everyone's just going to pay the minimum amount. If there is no minimum, then the companies that are paying more are going to get the best quality workers. Well, so then naturally, they, the wage floor goes up. Then they all, there's also the argument with no minimum wage, there would be full employment. Right, because there, there. If when minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour, and there is a person who is completely lazy, not very intelligent, doesn't have any skills, yep. and you as an employer are like, God, can I afford to pay this individual fifteen dollars an hour? He or she looks like they're they're only productive to the rate of ten dollars an hour. That person is now permanently unemployed. Yeah, permanently. Yep. So not having a minimum wage would give those people an opportunity to live meaningful lives. Now, is $10 an hour going to pay all your bills? 
No. And I'll, I'll, I'll answer that or address that a couple different ways. Number one, no one ever said that working a 40-hour week was a right. That's a privilege. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I remember my dad would work overtime so that we could get ahead in life. Yep. Like, I don't work 40 hours a week. Like that, yep. 40, the, that's a big myth that the 40-hour work week is a right. That is a damn privilege. Yep. And, and that's why I la- somebody tweeted at you, at you today about how about the moving jobs to another country, yeah, or moving jobs back to America. That there's a thing called productivity. Yeah, that made me laugh because <laughs> how does that like, offset ten times higher wages? Yes, you're but, not going to be ten times more but, productive. Exactly, but also at the same time, those people in other countries probably are working eighty to hundred hours a week, like for their minimum wage. Yeah, here in America. You're going to be working 40 hours a week, like you said, because if you don't, they're going to throw a fit and then they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, so productivity, I would say, is probably even greater in the other countries. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that made me laugh so hard today seeing that on your Twitter account, <laughs> somebody trying to refute yep. your, your point about higher costs. So, so let's, let's talk about minimum wage, whether it's the official minimum wage or if it's the minimum wage set by these big behemoth companies. Right, because why would someone come work here for eleven dollars an hour when they can go to Amazon for what are they, fifteen or twenty bucks an yep. hour now? Yep, mm-hmm. we're never going to hire anyone. Right, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, so big companies win, small businesses all lose. We all we all die. All of us small businesses, and we employ fifty percent of the private workforce. We all die, or at least did. I hate to say that, but, you know, so back all, two years ago, fifty percent. So wasn't in, now. In, a, in a few, yeah. So maybe in a few years, we're only employing twenty percent. It's sad, man. That is very sad. Yep. That's very sad. Yeah, I mean, this is the same conversation we had when when Trump took office and was trying to you know lower the corporate tax rate. And both Mark and I, I remember talking about this. You know, we we felt you know Trump kind of swung and missed as far as how that applied to small businesses. We can't. I don't want to sit here and you know rip on Joe Biden for forty minutes. However, give us a little something, like Mark said. Say inflation is a problem and here's how we're going to address it. Don't tell me that we're just going to magically lower some costs and inflation is going to go away because everything you're describing, and it, it bothers me when smart people on TV don't call this out, when, when, when they don't address the problem, it's not going to get better. That's yeah. what I heard last There's night. No There's no fix what, what for inflation. What was that saying? Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what that, he did. Yeah, we've used it. That's before. what he did. It's it's that's really what it is. Inflation is a huge problem, and he did not address it in his. There's speech. no instant gratification. Right. Like if he were to say, "Listen, guys, we're going to try to fight inflation. We're going to hike interest rates. Mm-hmm. We're going to do all this stuff. You know, we're we're going to stop printing all this money. Like the, like there's no instant gratification to that. Mm-hmm. There's instant gratification when you put." you know, $1,000 in somebody's checking account through a stimulus check, right? right. That's what gets votes. It's mm-hmm. not a, inflation. People don't see inflation in their pockets for a couple of years. You yeah. know, they, they don't go to the grocery grocery store most of the time and say, oh, look, this is up five cents from, you know, if they buy something for a dollar, oh, it's up to dollar seven cents. They don't, they don't think about that. Yeah. Five mm-hmm. years down the road when they have no purchasing power, they do. So what gets them votes? What gets Biden votes is saying, I'm going to do all this stuff for you, make you richer, make you better, even if it's going to hurt you five years down the road. All right, let's shift gears to energy. Sweet. Because a lot of people wanted to hear stuff on energy, and I would say we heard absolutely nothing yesterday. So President Biden threw out a big number, quote unquote big, that he was going to release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. It amounts to 1.5 days of our consumption here in the United States. 1.5 days. Yep. 
And then we go back to buying $50 million worth of <laughs> barrels every single day from Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So what I didn't hear was we should be energy independent again. Mm-hmm. And, and here's, here's my question. Okay. For, for anyone who is pro-climate, you know, pro-fighting climate change, pro-green energy, w- wants to everyone in the world to drive a Tesla, for those people who believe in that ideology, which is fine, here's my question for you. If your goal is to make oil obsolete, if that is your goal, and you have resources that are worth something to be produced and sold today, why would you not produce and sell them today? Why would you kill oil and then you're sitting on assets that are worthless? Yeah. I, I, look, I'm no energy expert, but that just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you could take that money and invest it in, in the green, green energy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely you could. Don't tax me. Guess what? Don't, don't fabricate new money. Charge a tax, a tariff, whatever it is on, on the oil you're exporting. And use that to fund the green movement. I would be okay with that, but produce the damn thing now. What you're literally talking about is capitalism. That is capitalism to its core. Yep. We basically shut down, well, uh, Joe Biden in his first week of office shut down, you know, the the Keystone Pipeline. Is that what it's called? Keystone XL. uh, XL. Producing about 500,000 barrels a day. And we're currently, um, I assume as of yesterday, uh, importing 480,000 barrels a day from Russia. Yeah. And there's a number of other things they're doing, like pulling permits and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. Energy companies are unwilling to invest in themselves mm-hmm. because, let me ask you guys, would you take a million dollars? Let's just keep this in human being terms, not Fortune 500 terms. Mm-hmm. Would you take a million dollars of your savings and invest in a startup or, or shit, even invest in your own company if the government... Had you in its had your industry in its crosshairs and could with the the swipe of a pen the next day end your existence? Yeah, would abso- you do that? Absolutely not. No. Why would anyone do that? That's the question that I had it written down. Like, why is it even the president's? Why why does the president have the ability to do something like that? Businesses don't work in one year time frames. They don't work yeah. in five year time frames. Maybe not even ten year time frames. They work in like a 15, 20 year long term, especially these bigger companies. They look work in very long term time frames. So if you say to me the government's gonna try to have electric vehicles by 2028 20, and do away with all this stuff and mandate all this clean energy by 2030, whatever it be, right? That's a that's literally eight years away. Like <laughs> why why would you invest at all? into anything oil, anything not clean energy. That's that's the problem. And again, that's a perfect example of the free markets of capitalism not working properly. If we did exactly the opposite, we would probably get to clean energy, in my opinion, faster. Yep. Because the capitalism, free markets would, would be able to work properly. More profits for companies to invest in green energy for the future. The government, anytime the government gets involved, is a bad thing. Yeah, they can't spend our money better than we can on our own, without a doubt. All right, so we've pretty much exhausted our time here. Um, That was a fun Awesome, awesome show. Um, As always, thanks for tuning in. Shoot us uh, an email over at info at swpconnect.com. You have suggestions, ideas, anything like that, things you want us to talk about, let us know, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.
The opinions expressed in the podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any investment, legal, financial, or tax strategy. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. Please consult a qualified professional about your individual needs.